Q&A Quest episode 197. I'm your host, Mike Apps, a.k.a. Wheels, and with me as always. Uh, now more like a dragon than ever, David McBurney, Family Master. Nice. And we are down a man this week. Uh, Gaijin uh, had a holiday today, and you know how, these, how things go when you have... Uh, family three, and a holiday. <laughs> family, holiday, and three hosts across disparate time zones. Yeah. Someone may sub in depending upon circumstances at some point in the podcast, but for yeah. now we're back to the back to the oldest of old school Q and A quest. It's just me and wheels. That's right. Which means get lots of Yakuza talk. And I may actually switch over to Yakuza at some point on the stream. I just have been I need with Persona 5 Strikers so close, it's time to like start to get in the high gear with this game. It's so good. Like, uh, let's see, I should actually look at where you're at in this game. Oh, this broadcaster was indicated this channel is intended for mature audiences. Start watching. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Oh, shit. That means I can swear. Oh, right? no. I think it's just because Phil was playing Dragon Age. Yeah, yeah. A mature game for immature audiences. Um, <laughs> or the, perhaps the other way around, an immature game for mature audiences. Yeah. I don't think Dragon Age 1 has aged very well. Nah, uh, I... <sighs> Dragon Age 1 is a game that I played on PC and I deeply regret... Because I think I actually think the console versions are way better. <laughs> because on the PC you couldn't you couldn't do like that. I want to call it just like the Knights of the Old Republic type view, or my like huh. Final Fantasy twelve ish view. You had to like you had to like you had it. to do the quote unquote tactical view. Yeah, that's what I vaguely remember, and it was not good. That's weird. Like, I remember that the console versions don't have the tactical view, and that was considered right. a knockout at the time, but I don't use that and didn't want it. I consider it the opposite, because there's so there there's so few classes in that game that there's it, there's just not a lot to even do tactically. It's just like, okay, use my magic, throw some people into attack. I don't know. It was... And it stinks because I really enjoyed the story of Dragon Age One and the character interactions. I'd spend hours just going through like the conversation trees, but uh, battles were not great. I like a lot about Dragon Age Origins. I just think that it's got way too much. It's just too long. It's just too much. Yeah, you got some stuff out of that, and I would not miss it. Uh, let's see, someone in the chat saying Persona 5 on PC 1. Put it on PC and Switch. Uh, Sega, yes. you're leaving money on the table. Um, yeah, because it like, sort of reminds me of KOTOR in a weird way. I'd have to, I'd be interested to hear uh, what uh, what prompts that, Budai. Um, but yeah, like. Uh, personally, my, my big issue is that Dragon Age is a game that uh, could do with some cutting. Uh, I think the like you can tell what the most obvious cut is by virtue of the fact that there is literally a mod on the PC called Skip the Fade. 
<laughs> that dungeon takes like three hours. It essentially nullifies how your character works during that period. And you want to do it as early into a game as possible because it allows for permanent stat upgrades outside the context of level up. It's very strange. Yeah. That bit sucks. Um, and yeah, it's, oh, there's also a very funny bug associated with it. Uh, where those permanent stat-ups can be gimmicked. Uh, <laughs> the the permanent stat-up grades can be gimmicked and bugged in such a way that you get multiples of them. Uh, uh, Budai points out that it's sort of similar to Baldur's Gate 2 having a skip the first dungeon mod. I don't know how long the first dungeon in Baldur's Gate 2 it's... is, but if it's anywhere near as long as the Fade, it's way... It's, terrible it's, um, it's relatively long but i don't think it's bad either i think it's mostly just that anyone who's played the game before will know exactly what it's trying to teach them whereas the fade is like it's forcing you into a gameplay style that nothing else uses true because you have like this weird transform gimmick yeah i don't think that the dungeon in that first dungeon Baldur's Gate 2 really teaches you much it's more like just um that's the first dungeon. <laughs> it's just the preamble. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Uh, right. Oh, Phil. I just got a... Phil is available. Now I just need to figure out how to find him. Uh, he's in here. Uh, oh my god. It's going great. Incredible. Gummy bears bouncing what? here and there and everywhere. Excuse the minor technical difficulties. Bear. Let's see. We are the gummy bears. Okay. And um, yeah, Budai mar remarks that the uh, Baldur's Gate 2 first dungeon is good. It's just long. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I agree, Budai. It is too long, especially if you've already played it. Reminds me of the Paragus 2 skip mod and yeah. <laughs> Or Paragus some number afterwards, skip mod and KOTOR 2. That's just like, the mining facility, it's kind of interesting the first time, and then you realize you have to play it every time you want to play the game again, and then it stops being interesting and becomes very irritating. Uh, Phil, are yeah, you there? I don't feel like he... There he is. Wow. Commencing no. countdown. No, Phil... Phil's housekeeper! <laughs> okay, I've got concerns about possibly lack of security. Um, <laughs> Welcome to JC Servant Plays. I am Phil, aka JC Servant from RPGamer.com. Oh God, he's invading our show. <laughs> you invite. It doesn't count as invasion if you invite someone. All right, that's fair. But you got to set some ground rules. Just, it's just true. Getting out of hand. Phil, we're, oh. we're we're talking about Dragon Age. Oh, don't have don't have the video on in the background while talking to you guys on Skype. That was super confusing. Yeah, no, don't do that. that like, wow. You need to mute the. You need I was to like, the stream why do you guys keep it. why do you guys keep talking over me? That's so rude. <laughs> it's all about me. Gosh. Uh, so we barge through conversations like animals, and you're gonna have to learn to live with that. Right? No, Dragon Age is interesting. I want Dragon Age 2 now. 
And it's I like uh, that it's one a cool. lot more. <laughs> Do you really? Yeah, I'm that Why? guy. Why uh, are you that guy? Much, uh, it's a much more focused game. I think that the fundamental idea that it's carrying, while not perfectly executed, I do think the concept of structuring the story around like the uh, one city over the course of so, like nearly a decade was an interesting uh, concept, but a, a lot of it is just that it's way less bloated than Dragon Age 1. <laughs> You know, that's so I, I gave a I, before I log off on a let's play every night. I usually just for a couple of minutes just kind of regurgitate some thoughts of what happened that night. This is my third night now play Dragon Age 2, which puts me about seven hours in. And I that was pretty much what I had said. I was like, you know what? I, 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 I like talking to all my friends. You thought this was like the wicked bastard middle stepchild <laughs> of the family. And I'm like, but you know, I'm the guy who what I, I appreciate Dragon Age Origins for what it what it is, but for me, it, it's just so frustrating how much fights and how difficult they were and how much filler yes. there was. And this game yeah. just feels much more like I tonight two and a half hours I managed to knock out like four side quest and two segments of the main story quest and i left the end of the night feeling satisfied of like i've moved the story forward mm. in dragon age origins two hours gets me through a few floors of a dungeon yeah like that might get you halfway through some of the games yeah <laughs> yeah and you actually and enjoy it, the combat in two as well yeah you know it feels combat in one <laughs> Yeah, it feels it's interesting because it feels similar. You still got all the tactical commands. You can set up the AI commands. You, 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 I mean, you, it's positioning still kind of important and stuff, but it's faster. It's slicker. And and, and that was like for me, Dragon Age Origins just isn't good enough. The combat's just not good enough to justify how long those fights take. Yeah, it, it's just not interesting enough to carry out how like every encounter is at least five minutes. Thank you. I'm not the only one. I feel accepted <laughs> here. That's why I came here tonight. It's like my own little comfort group. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, I'll definitely, I'll definitely have a final, you know, idea once I finish it, which has to be done before March 20th, right, Mr. Abs? Yes, positively, has to be done before March 20th. Um, and since what Dragon Age Two, yeah, I can't imagine. And because Dragon Age Two respects my time, I can probably get it done by then. Oh, yeah, I'd be shocked if you can't pull that one off. That is, like, it's still a, a fairly large game, but it is nowhere near the length of either of the other two Dragon Ages. If you said you wanted to do all three of them by then, I'd say you have no chance. <laughs> right? Uh, the third one, which I've never played much of. I have never finished the blow three. Back it in, broke right? me. Ah. <laughs> uh, like, I mean, I'm okay with, with Monster Hunter, uh, taking a lot of time to get through because the combat is so satisfying and so good that I don't mind doing those fights over and over again with different, and there's different weapons and there's different approaches. It, combat in that game is so fun and exciting. And and it's not just the fact that it's an action game. I can talk about several turn-based games that scratch those issues for me, like Disgaea. But, but, but Dragon Age's combat system is not interesting enough to do over and over and over again through a 24 it feels like 24 dungeon 20 fight dungeon where the fights are so tough you have to keep pausing all the time to do every tactical thing properly mm -hmm. in origins to get by i finally switched it to easy mode just to have some breathing room and i still got my butt kicked sometimes yeah it doesn't help that the class balance is completely destroyed in origins and 
just in, like one of the things that I think about whenever I play that game is that like I there's so many parts that I like oh I really like this part and then I remember and there's a four hour dungeon attached to it that's going <laughs> yes. to break it up like especially exactly. Orzammar sticks out in my head I think Orzammar is a really cool section with like some really cool quests in it and half of it is this gigantic endless maze of caves Ugh. No, that's 112%. And that's the words I used in my, my little final monologue for the evening was it's a pacing issue. Yeah. And, and and I understand why people are kind of down on two because I can clearly see where they took some shortcuts. Uh, the textures are off. You know, there's definitely some some missed opportunities that you would expect better from Bioware. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I was just like, but on the other end of the scale, <laughs> you know, comparing <laughs> it with Origins, it's just Origins has that huge pacing issue. It's just such a huge issue. Whereas here, I feel like this story started and it was interesting and it keeps on so far seven hours in. I feel like it's it's keeps going. It keeps the train moving. It's not like, oh, here's a far dungeon. My first my first seven hours of Dragon Age Origins, I got through what the initial big tower with the warden's keep or whatever have you. And and partway through the, the forest of the werewolves. Uh, oh, no, oh, there was yeah. no I'm sorry. There was uh, what's that called? That one town in between. Now, that's how that's all. Yeah, no, not Red Cliff. Uh, the one that gets destroyed by the demons pretty early on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget what it's called. Where you get Sten. That 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 actually took. That's what took me the first three sessions, getting through that first tower and getting through some of the side quests there. Um, and then that next werewolf section took like another two or three sessions. It's just the pacing. Ugh. And and then I got. Uh, I probably at a point where I've done a lot of the stuff. I'm still not finished with Origins. And I'm and and every time I go back, it's like, oh, I'm in this Citadel again. Oh, I forgot. This is why I stopped playing because I don't want to come back to the Citadel. <laughs> it's so much <laughs> fighting in this Citadel. It does it in. And the other thing, and it was really funny in two. One of the things in Dragon Age Origins that really gets underneath my skin is it's not unusual for you to start a fight, be immediately surrounded by enemies because they just pop out of the ground like daisies. You get through them by the skin of your teeth just to have a second wave just pop out from the rafters, right? And <laughs> it know, keeps the fight, the fight going. hadn't been going long enough, happened. Yeah, yeah. You're already like mentally exhausted. What was really funny was like the first uh, main quest I did in Dragon Quest 2 uh, or Dragon Age Origins, whatever, Dragon Age 2, was it was the same thing. There was this mansion I was in and I'd fight this horde of demons and then another horde of demons and then a third horde of demons popped up like all around me. And I'm laughing because I'm like, oh, my gosh, I thought this. Yeah, I don't know why I thought this was a different game. Of course, Down it's Dragon car. Age games. And and I think through that entire mansion, there was only one fight that only had two waves. There was no fights that had just one wave. Um, but with all that being said, like and that was probably the slower pace, but the combat's faster and slicker. So it didn't bother me as much. And then after I got through that mansion, the future dungeons so far that I've been doing or little adventures or whatever have you have a lot less waves and they have a lot less encounters overall. I mean, some of these side quests really is just one encounter and you resolve it. Mm-hmm. Good luck getting that in Origins. I don't think there is a single quest that operates under that res- level of restraint in Origins. No, no. Uh... So, but anyways, yeah, this is all from. Uh, I'll give myself a same self plug and I'll get it out of the way. Yeah. Uh, yes, I stream every. I stream Monday through Friday night. Friday nights are for Monster Hunter. Uh, so Monday through Thursday, I'm usually doing. I'm working through some sort of game. 
uh, right now it's the age. This season is the first season of our streaming. It's called the uh, the uh, the Age of Dragons. <laughs> so guess we're playing. Uh, and I'm right now doing a playthrough of Dragon Age Two, and we'll do Inquisition after we take a break for a certain other game that's coming out on March 20th, and because um, that's more important. Crash and Four about time. Crash Four. There we go. <laughs> Not an RPG. Fan. Crash. <laughs> RPG. <laughs> Well, does it have an RPG element somewhere? Don't you like no, level up no, or something? No, or... it is somehow managed to avoid them entirely. Wait, wait, don't you have to choose where to go next? Is it choices part of an RPG? You have to uh, choose like which world to go to? Yeah. You unlock levels, but they, they're it's pretty, pretty linear. linear. Yeah, it's okay. very linear. <laughs> wow, it dodged all the RPGs. I mean, even Ratchet and Clank had started adding in those level up mechanics. Remember that? I mean, Ratchet like, and Clank like went all in on the idea yeah. of like leveling yeah. up guns as time went on. No, I think Crash needed to kind of just go back to basics. And yeah, with which so it's a very with... it's a very unornamented game, and I think that like trying to bolt extra things onto it hurts yeah. it. So, so but yeah, Crash Four is very much a modern version of those original games. It's pretty great. Finally grab it so that yeah. I can, now it'll be on Switch where I'll, have, where I'll play it for, play a few levels and then get frustrated and turn it off and then back on the <laughs> next day. <laughs> uh, but anyways, yeah, check us over at twitch.com forward slash rpgamer. Follow me at uh, JC Servant on Twitter. And I always tweet it out when we do streams. We have to do some wacky streams on the weekend. Sometimes those are completely random. You just have to follow us to catch them. Uh, we do. We also do a couple of our shows, like the One Hour to Impress, where we take a roguelike and we give it one hour to see if it gets a spot on the wheel of rogue. And um, I don't know what else. Oh, the RP Gamer Experience, which we do every other Monday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, which is a one hour show where we go through a game like Dragon Age Origins. We just did that. Did we do that one yet? Or is that? Yeah, we just did Dragon Age Origins. And I forget which game's next. I'm too tired. But <laughs> yeah, we and, and the audience gets to be part of the show because the audience, you, you guys chat and then we read it all and it becomes part of the show and it goes up on YouTube. So we, we're doing a lot more video production over at RP Gamer lately. So even checked out our, we got video reviews, we got shows, we got all kinds of stuff over at our RP Gamer YouTube channel. That's the plug. It was an important plug. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Um, just to answer some quick questions in the chat. Uh, yes, I do agree that. Uh, yes, we all agree that Dragon Age Inquisition's controls are weird. Um, but also, let's see. Uh, I, I would I not. Watch Neo Genesis Evangelion. Neon Genesis Evangelion. Uh, I don't honestly think it's that important. Uh, you might watch it, but like if you were going to watch it, you'd be watching it to understand why people on the internet were obsessed with it for 20 years, as opposed to, I think, as a show, it's pretty hit and miss, but what you gonna do? Okay. Uh, Questions. So let's get into what we've been playing, actually, at first. Oh, now yes, that right. Phil, Phil's gotten the chance to say what he's been playing. Uh but uh what have you been playing wheels uh dragon quest 7 uh, how many progress. fragments of do you ever remain uh i think two maybe one two fragments yes uh currently helping a bunch of winged people i'll pretend i remember what that is uh well they go about you were past the point where i stopped 
playing last time, but like I, I've definitely read about most of the quests well, in the game. I like how they're subtle about a lot of these things, but um, so you 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 go, come upon these winged people who need help, and you go to like their sacred temple to get some sort of wind stone that helps the that they need for their flying and whatnot or whatever. Uh, and they say there's a door that can only be opened by you know the people of their race. And eventually things happen, and the supposedly adopted daughter of some of the winged people, she has no wings, uh, they tell her that no, she is actually uh, a member of their race and unwinged. And That's the worst. Like, not, not the worst. That's the weirdest, like, the reverse your adopted speech. Yes, but it's Son, heavily... You're not adopted. It's heavily, heavily implied based on... Uh, wow. How do you say her name? Aisha, the new character I just got, who's a member of the Romers. It's heavily implied that this girl is kind of where the whole line of the Romers come from. Mm. So it'll be interesting to see where that goes. But uh, I got my butt whooped by some sort of wind monster, so I'm currently in grind mode. Uh, but yeah, being, uh, still making steady progress in there. Currently leveling up Aish, or what, however you pronounce her name, as a sure, ge- as a jester. <laughs> sure. Because I want to <laughs> see what the luminary class is, because I, I really have no idea, and I don't want to look it up, so... Uh, fair enough. Yeah, and it, it requires mastering three classes, one of which is dancer and she starts out mastered in dancer so i was like well oh, that's well. a good start yeah so yeah i've been playing a good amount of that um i started up east nine once my copy arrived uh I've, nice. i had originally planned on just waiting for the switch version to play it but uh was watching pause stream some of it and was like yeah that's not gonna happen Turns out that Wheels will buy multiple copies of almost every game. Well, yeah. specifically Falcon games. I collect all the modern Falcon games. Uh, that's what you keep telling yourself. That's why. <laughs> but yeah, I've been playing that. That's excellent. Um, I s- streamed the Japanese version a while back. So uh, it's great to be playing it in English and thankfully this does not seem to have any of the issues that the original localization of East 8 had so right, no worries there <laughs> but yeah it's it's an excellent game it's uh, and uh, I highly recommend it it's getting lots of good reviews out there so uh, let's see what else have I been that's it that that's really funny because i've been playing a dragon quest game as well <gasps> which one the brand newest of new dragon quest games ever made dragon quest 11 newer than that mm. dragon quest 11 s no dragon quest tact the oh hot that new thing game <laughs> why would you do this to me? <laughs> because it's really cute have you seen it I it's believe like the, that it's cute, but it's also it's, like a mobile game. It's like the monster. It's like the monster, or it's like the monster. What is it called? The the the, the Dragon Quest Joker game that I never got to play. Because you, yeah, because you get to. Is it wasn't it Joker Monster something like that? Wasn't monsters, there a Joker in there? Monster Joker is a spinoff of Dragon Quest Monsters. It's uh, Dragon Quest Monsters Dash Joker. 
Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's barely, it's, it's, yes, it is a gotcha game. It is very, um, you know, catch them all type of thing with the gotcha pulls and whatever. I have been playing for a little under a week and I have spent $1 on it. Um, and I've got like, I want to say at least three dozen monsters and you take five into battle with you and it's a light tactical affair. Most it's a, like maybe a, a six by six square, seven by seven square and uh, grid. And you move, most monsters can only move two squares at a time. Some can move three or four if they're fast, but, uh, and there's elemental strengths and weaknesses and the type of things that you would expect. And of course you got the power, you know, the power levels, uh, that you get from doing, you know, silly gotcha grinding things and whatever have you. Um, so, so far it's, it's been pretty fun. It's been pretty cute. And you get a lot of monsters along the way through the story mode as you work through it. So that's where a lot of my monsters have come from is just playing through the story. Uh, and there's, there's a lot of them give you the gems that you need to buy the, the, the pools as well. So there's a lot of ways to get at least a lot of good starting monsters. Uh, after playing for a week, I haven't hit like a major wall yet of going, Oh my gosh, why have, why don't I spend money on this? Um, I, I don't know. That might be a month down the road, two months down the road, but it's so far it's just like a really fun little cool thing just to kind of play and see how far i can get and one of the neat things is in all these rpgs you know i just heard mr app say oh it's grinding time and in a traditional 3ds months you know dragon quest game that means you're going to be walking around waiting for random encounters so you can you know kind of trade blows with them and you got to pretty much manage the whole process in this game you just pick what you want to do and if it's a battle you've won before just put on auto battle and and (laughs) And it'll run through it for you until you run out of, you know, energy because it's got the energy thing. But it's quite a few battles you can get with the energy. And what's really fun is to do that while I'm doing something else like video editing. And it's just sitting there on my iPad kind of it's almost like a let's play, except it's let's playing itself. And I don't have to do the grinding. It's just cute having it on the second screen and having it watching my cute little monsters level themselves up. And I have a slime and you can make separate teams. You have a slime team, a dragon team, whatever you want to do. You can, you can put together whatever kind of dream teams you want of the different monsters and mm-hmm. just throw them out there and see how well they do. And having those monsters in full 3d, um, you know, that you're kind of leveling up and stuff is pretty cool. So, so far so well, you know, I, I'm not a super expert when it comes to gotcha games. Obviously I know what, you know, how they work and they function as far as, you know, eventually, supposedly you're going to hit this wall and you're going to be like, Oh my gosh, I just feel like I got to spend money to somehow level up or whatever have you. And if I feel like that I'm spending my wheels in the mud, unless I, I, you know, pop out $80, then I'm going to stop playing it. Cause it's not worth $80, but it is worth free. It is worth $1. You can download it for free. You can give a shot. And there's a lot of free stuff in there. And then, and then you can determine whether or not you want to pull the lever and put in more money. I always kind of look at these things like, you know, if I think the game's fun, I'll toss them a few bucks. And that's what I've done with like similar mobile games. Like I play Clash of Clans and uh, and I'll just throw a few bucks every once in a while their way to keep them going and buy a couple of whatevers. So everyone's got a thing about the about those games, but it is cute and it's free. It's so cute. Mm. <laughs> Well, I won't play it, but I'm glad you're having fun. I'm interested <laughs> in hearing more. I've been sharing the screenshots. If you're following, if you're joining us on Discord, uh, I've been sharing some of the screenshots of some of my monsters and stuff, and so is Pause. Uh, so you can always kind of see some of the cool little monsters we've been collecting. Hmm. I'll have to go look through those. I got a big, huge queen she slime. I didn't realize that was a thing. Uh, I don't think it was until then. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I I seen a king slime before, but there's a yeah. queen, a queen uh slee, a queen she slime, and I also got a night clubber, which is a really big demon guy with the big long tongue and the big huge club. He's really cool. He's yeah. Neat. Looking oh, it up. It, the, oh god. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, looking it up, it appears queen slimes debuted in the MMO Dragon Quest Ten. Oh, oh, and it was really cute. They know how to get you in the feels. One of the first party members you get is the cute little kitten cub uh, cat, saber cat from Dragon Quest V. And he's so cute. Mm-hmm. And then later on, you're probably going to recruit like the adult version of it as well. But, I would um, hope so. You wouldn't want to send the child in to battle forever and ever. Oh, he's a cute little kitty, though. And I mean, he's just he's just a little vicious. He tries to be all vicious and stuff. And he has the animations down really cute. Well, now you have just, to tell me if there's uh, sham hat witches and if you can get one of those. Yeah, I don't know. Gosh, I got a lot of them. I probably got like four dozen monsters. I got a lot of monsters here. But I'm sure I'm missing a whole bunch. Oh, I got 68. There's a counter at the top. Well, just let me know if you ever get like a, a tiny hog in a wizard's hat. Tiny hog. Hog. There's a lot of hog. I got, no, I got a uh, an orc. He's not really a hog. He's an orc. But he looks like a uh, orc I'll drop hog. The, I'll drop the image of what he looks like in the scape call. Okay. Shamhat, which is a very important enemy. Let's see. Um, uh, the, bu- <laughs> the, uh, the buffalo wing. Those are always funny. Yeah. Look at this. Look at this impressive boy. And my angel slime's a very good healer. Let's see. Skype. So, what else are you playing, Wheels? We're looking at slime pictures. Uh, Yakuza. Like a dragon. Like a dragon. That is cute. No, I don't have that yet. Let me know if you get one. But uh, tell us us about your Yakuza journey right now. I have not played too much in the past week. So what you're saying is you're wandering through a long dungeon. Not played enough. Meanwhile, I uh, shot gunned all of the remaining content that I had not done that I was interested in doing which means that I shotgunned everything that wasn't Mahjong and Shogi um, and that means that I did the bonus dungeon and then the bonus dungeon that in the Japanese version they patched this bonus dungeon in because the first bonus dungeon was considered not hard enough I guess <laughs> so you get the first bonus dungeon that you unlock when you finish the game and that uh, a level 80 party can reasonably complete uh, that dungeon without any major difficulties. Uh, I think that I was taking about 30 damage from most enemy attacks when I went in there. So I was like, okay, well, the recommended levels for that the game gives you if you try to go into the second bonus dungeon, it's that everyone should be level 99, but I mean, they might be overestimating. I'll try that. I went in there and was one-shotted by the first enemy. <laughs> Oops. Uh, he did 1,500 damage in one attack. Uh, it was it was a bloodbath. I wandered off and... Uh, Grind, 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 grinded, and got 
uh, every job to level 30 on every character and my every character to level 99 and got each character's primary job that I was intending to leave them in to level 99. And then I, it was touch and go, but I managed to beat the bonus dungeon. It's still really quite dangerous at that level. So... Not for the faint of heart. Not sure it's worth most people's time to do it, but I, I had fun. I fought the traditional bonus boss of Yakuza Amon. Uh, there's an incredibly amusing aspect to that. Uh, if you do the bonus dungeon, when you do the bonus dungeon the first time, you get like a unique uh, cutscene where he like does some like references to like his appearance as a bonus boss in prior games in the series uh but every subsequent time you go there because you can read you can loop back through that bonus dungeon every subsequent time you go there he you're interrupting his lunch <laughs> like he'll just be eating on a desk and when you beat him up you get the you get what he was eating which is a very strange joke but one that i appreciate <laughs> um what else was I going to say about it? Yeah, because, uh, 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 but yeah, I, I did the super bonus dungeon. That's super, super dangerous and difficult. Um, but it's fun. Uh, that game's got a lot of content. Uh, I managed to get to see basically all of it that's worth seeing in about 80 hours, I think. So, a lot of meat on its bones. Not the longest thing I've played in the past couple of years, but that's going to be hard to steal that title from Persona 5 Royal. So, uh, mm-hmm. but still, highly recommended. Uh, had a wonderful time from part, from start to finish. Uh, and, I mean, that's that's not surprising to anyone who's heard me gush about that game or that franchise in the past. But, having finished that, I was like, I never finished Judgment, so I went back and booted and booted that up and started that over on PS5. I'm not waiting for the PS5 native port. I don't care to buy it again at the moment, so I just uh, just booted up the PS4 version, and started playing, and that's a that's a fun game. Uh, I loved the new turn-based Yakuza 7, but I was also kind of missing the series' traditional action RPG combat, so Judgment has been a nice uh, return home to that style of uh, gameplay. Uh, And I am already... I just did a side case, which is that game's name for side quests slash sub-stories, where I was trying to find a... uh, Groper, who was who the like the people denizens of town had nicknamed Ass Ketchum. Yeah, <laughs> wasn't ready for that. Was not ready for that name one bit. But that's uh, that was a fun fight. Um, but yeah, no judgment is really good, and I was impressed at aside from even the combat, it just feels very different from uh, a traditional Yakuza game, despite having the same setting and the same engine. (laughs) Uh, 
And also while playing it, I realized that uh, it's very difficult to reconcile the canon between Yakuza 7 and Judgment. So that's fun. But yeah, uh, fully fully immersed in Yakuza. Uh, get ready for me to ramble about uh, Judgment probably for the next several weeks until I clear that out. Sweet. Yeah, I think that takes us through everything of note we've been playing. And now we've got, we actually have questions on the last episode in the comment section. Sweet. So let's, uh, also, I just looked at what you named that and you were, <laughs> you had like football brains. What, Brady Bowl 10? Yes. Well, I wrote it as Brady Bowl X, which made me think it was like a Mega Man thing. Yeah, well, I mean, they but... use Roman numerals for Super Bowl titles. So... I know. I'm aware of that. I'm just okay. saying when I see that, I just think of Mega Man X rather than a Roman numeral 10. <laughs> uh, so you're saying there's going to be another Brady Bowl that will be 10. And then we'll get Brady Bowl X2, etc. Something like that. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> understand uh but our, our good friend budai uh has come out of uh question hibernation to give us some questions and there's some there's here's a here's an easy one will you be getting persona 5 strikers yes 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 i, I will be hell I'll be strong hell yes <laughs> i will be strongly encouraging wheels to not play his copy until he's finished persona 5 since it uh, seems to be basically no Story-wise, Persona 5 too. Yeah, this is true. But Muso, well, I, I still have, uh, still have. You have like fifty Musos to get through. A- Age of Calamity. Finish. Yeah, I gotta finish Age of Calamity. So I will just play that when the urge strikes me to play Strikers. So. Yeah, Strikers seems to have fulfilled their ambition to like insert Muso combat into a very different gameplay structure. From what I'm seeing, so I'm very, I'm interested, and I'm hearing very good things about the story and writing, which is the thing that I was really most uh, obviously concerned about. So, and our very own Mr. Uh, Alex Fuller has a yeah. review up on our site for it. Yeah, a very positive-looking one when I was reading it. But uh, yeah, so I'm very excited for that. Uh, it's it's very interesting that. This, this game has happened the way that it has, I guess, just by virtue of, like... It, it still feels weird to me that they released it on platforms that can't play Persona 5. That's... Yeah. <laughs> like, it is tied pretty explicitly to the ending of Persona 5, as far as I can tell, so that's, that's just a weird choice. Uh, and then, like, just the fact that they they positioned it as essentially the direct sequel, which is not something you would normally allow to be thrust uh, to something that is ostensibly a spinoff to be thrust into that role. But it seems like they pulled it off, so can't complain. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm very excited for that. Can uh, especially now that four strikers seen. next. That would be fun. I don't know what that would look like. I don't know. I just want more. I want more adventures with those characters. You can play Persona Four. 
Are we, oh, that's not a good story at all. <laughs> that's barely even an adventure. Uh, but what about Persona 4 Dan? Oh, that's a bad story, too. Uh, that's, that's the real reason I was concerned. Do you the, see my like, point here? <laughs> yeah, that's, also, that was my real concern at this stage, was just that, like, every attempt to expand Persona 4 story in these spinoffs was generally something that, ver- that buried somewhere between pointless and actively making it worse. So... <laughs> Uh, the only, the only one, the only addition I thought worked was what they added in Golden. So I was, I was very, uh, and I mean, like what they added in Golden was mostly just something that was like, this is superfluous but fun. But yeah, uh, as for uh, <laughs> as for any of the actual spinoffs, it was just like, oh, this is barely salvaged by the fact that the characters are still fun to listen to. What can I do for you? Oh no, oh no. I can't hear you. What can I do for you? (laughs) Let's see. Well, let's move forward. Uh, (laughs) Moving on. Uh, We'll hit another one. Uh, Did you... This is also... Again, these first four will be from Budai. Uh, did you play Bug Fables? Uh, I played a couple hours of it. It seemed fun. Same. Yeah, it's Paper Mario, but bugs. It's bugs. Paper pa- bug. Paper bug. Not to be confused with the beloved Sega Saturn classic, Bug. Uh, you love the Saturn wheels. Don't you want to stick up for your good friend, Bug? I've never played Bug. Because... How do you feel about the sequel, Bug 2, which is not spelt like a number, it's spelt like Bug as well? Uh... I had never had any interest in those games, because they're named Bug. Also, if you look at him, he's got like the worst mascot, not mid-90s mascot sneer imaginable. Well, I also I did play Croc on Sega Saturn, so maybe I shouldn't shouldn't be. What's the don't Croc throw... at least had the dignity of looking of attempting to look like cute, whereas Bug is like, oh my god, I'm looking at its face and I yeah, on this cover that, and I hate him. Yeah, but that game is trash oh, it's garbage. Bad. It's bad, but at least like I could see why someone might look at it and think it was appealing. Like I did that as a child as well. And, yeah. Whereas like if you looked at uh, this I'm trying not to descend into swear language right now uh, you would not think he was appealing you would think I wish he was dead um, oh this game I remember this cover now look at his face why would you ever want to play as this man I don't know my god how did he get two games listen it was very cheap was this a Sega-developed product? To what? Was this a Sega-developed product? It was a Sega-published product. It was not made by them. It was made by Real-Time Associates, which is one of those names where, like, even if you don't know who they are, you can reasonably be like, this sounds like I'm going to have a bad time. Let's see. What else did they make? Uh, just a lot of things that you don't want to be involved with. Casper, friends around the world. 
Uh, oh, it's so ugly. Why'd you make me look at that? You're so rude. <laughs> almost I can't, I, I can't unsee that now. I'm just looking at the full, this list of things made by real-time associates, and it's just like the most hellish licensed games imaginable. Iron Man and Exo Manowar in Heavy Metal. Oh, I played that. That game's absolute trash. Uh, Lamb for Time, Return to the Great Valley. Uh, console ports of Crusader No Remorse. They made a bunch of Sega Pico games. What? Huh? If you don't remember what the Sega Pico is, I good. Do. <laughs> I do. Let's see. Uh, Skulljagger, Revolt of the Westicans. Uh, Beavis and Butthead for your Super Nintendo. Yeah, this is this is licensed game hell. I can't imagine that anyone working on these was having any fun. Uh, uh, yeah, so you know, it was one of those companies that like you saw their name on a game and it's like I don't have reason to trust this. Sadly, uh, let's see. And Budai hits us with a strong question right here. Uh, that just came into the chat, which is why I'm letting it jump the queue. Is there any game coming out this year you would take over Breath of the Wild 2? No. I can't think of any. Sorry, Phil. (laughs) (laughs) I would take, if they said, can you have Breath of the Wild 2? You can have Breath of the Wild 2 now, but not Monster Hunter Rise. I would take Breath of the Wild 2. You, you would trade their release dates if yep. you could. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Good it's on cl- you. It's close. I, but The choice would actually, the right answer was Age of Calamity 2, give it to me now. I haven't even played Age of Calamity 1 yet, but I know it's good. Uh, my, the Moosomaniac has logged on. <laughs> <laughs> because, because I don't have to. I, don't, I, I just I get to go and kill things and use all those cool weapons and combos and everything else and Muso goodness and I don't have to worry about all the frustrating stuff. Don't you be going to be on Phil when they show, allow you to make unbreakable weapons in Breath of the Wild too? Yeah. Oh yeah. There you go. Now <laughs> you know I've actually gotten kind of used to the the. So I I did a, I did go back and play some more. And I just got over the fact that the weapons break. Just suck it up, Buttercup, and enjoy the rest of the game. And I, it, it's kind of like we were talking about that pacing issue before. Because sometimes I'll see like, oh, you know, the, the whole selling point is you can point at that mountain and say, I can go there. It, it's just it's just sometimes, you know, you go to that mountain and, oh, it's surrounded by, you know, really, really tough enemies. So really, you kind of waste your time in I'm trying to go there. I'm being assassinated by 15 silver lionels. Yeah, you know, things like that. and. <laughs> Then there was one mountain I looked at and decided to climb it. It looked like it was climbable, but then when I got there, there was like this magical wind that keeps you from from actually climbing it. So there's no indication before you get there of magic wind. So again, I kind of felt like I wasted, you know, a lot of time to go there. But okay, okay, suck it up, Buttercup. That's part of learning and exploring. Get to know the land. Okay. And then I finally made it to my first uh, mythical beast, whatever they're called, the big huge doodads. And that kind of is an interesting fight. The water one. What's that? Like the Divine Beast you're thinking of? Yeah, Divine Beast, right. The water one. That was kind of a cool epic Like, they, they really try to make that feel pretty theatrical and stuff. And that was pretty cool. And that was a wild ride. And then I get inside, and I can't get my head around those puzzles to save my life. And it's required. <laughs> you have to. You have. It's like the freaking water temple. 
you know, in, in, in Zelda, you know, whatever. Yeah, you have to you have to do it because you can't get past it unless you get through the water temple. And 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 I was on uh, what was I wherever I was, at, I didn't have good Internet access. So I was like, oh, I can't look this up. And I'm like, I spent like two hours trying to figure out I hate puzzles. They make me feel so stupid because <laughs> I am stupid. I mean, seriously, I know I'm not the exactly the brightest light bulb. Yeah, the Larry's light bulb in the room, uh, especially when it comes to trivia and 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 puzzles. So I was just like, oh, I'm gonna go play some more Hyrule Warriors, where I always feel like a bad, uh, bad, bad boy to the bone. I almost said a different word, but we'll try to keep it clean. But yeah, so, but I'm working on it. I'll get back to it. It is a beautiful game, and there's so much to like about it. So, and it gave me it gave me a, a, a age of calamity. So, there's more to like about it. I gotta play. If 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 Wheels can play Persona Five Royale before he plays Age of Calamity, I can play Breath of the Wild before I play Age of Calamity. So there, <laughs> I, you know, we have to we have to suffer together. Uh, but let's see. I mean, but really, uh, neither of neither of us will be suffering because. Uh, <laughs> Both you're of those just, games just were in Game of the Year very discussion. Long video. Yes. I know, because they're both like five out of five games. Yeah. Both I of, know. Oh, we're, woe is us playing two games that received five out of fives on RPG. <laughs> yeah. They're like, we'll just have to suffer. Hashtag first world problems. We're going to have to suffer through these, through these games. Yeah, that you're got making it sound like we're five. playing Idea Factory games or something. I know, right? <laughs> yep, yep. Oh, there's always more nap. Nap. There's always room in your heart for more nap nap. Okay, that's that's a very different statement than there always being more nap nap. <laughs> there's also more nap nap. Oh, and there's more Disgaea. Oh my gosh, there's not enough time. I still haven't finished Disgaea five. You don't need to finish Disgaea five. Uh, it's got to be done. <laughs> no, no. Must must must. It apparently it. must. Not worth it. It's at least 40 hours or more longer than Disgaea's 3, 4, and uh, D2, and probably the other two. But why it's would really they long. do that? Why would they do that? I don't know. So read my review on rpgamer.com for more on this topic, because I won't go into this again. Yeah, they just, why would they do it? Well, the funniest part is they streamlined out all the goofy nonsense from the story to like optional conversations and and somehow still made the main story uh, like four times as long. So Well, that's just imagine if they hadn't choice. done that. <laughs> uh, I won't. Um uh, but yeah, I think uh man whales are definitely of the opinion that we would, we would take, uh, we would trade the release dates of most anything coming out this year with Persona Five, uh, yeah. not Persona Five, uh, Breath of the Wild Two. Uh, any game, any game on the Switch right now, Budai, man, I'm playing it right now. <laughs> it is like one of the most logical ones. My other options would be like ports of the technically feasible Yakuza games. Yeah, I mean, a bit. like put. Uh, zero Kiwami we, three, four, and five. Are, are we assuming here that Budai means like feasible games, or can we go? Yeah, like I'm, I'm speaking here? only of feasible things. But if you want, man, if you Assassin's want Creed Valhalla on my Switch would be pretty rad. But that's not a, that's not gonna happen. That is a that is a 
hellish idea to imagine attempting to implement and imagining the results of doing so. Yeah, I mean, I think that engine is on the Switch, but only for uh, only for Immortals, which obviously does not reach the scale that other such games do. So yeah, yeah, it's one of those things. Like I think that in Japan, actually, uh, the game streaming thing that uh, Nintendo's done for a handful of games here with like. Uh, Hitman 3 and Control was actually done uh, initially with a test bed of Resident Evil 7 and Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Hmm. Which was an odd set uh, by hmm. any standard, but uh, yeah, so in Japan you kind of have something like that, although it's not a proper port. But, yeah. Um... Uh, you're actually close to getting kicked out of the dungeon? That's weird. <laughs> also, I believe these enemies are weak to guns. For the record, you're going to need that info. Thank you. Guns were made a lot more useful in this version because you actually regenerate ammo between encounters. But... Uh, yeah, I think Persona 5 Royal would be my immediate go-to other than like Yakuza 0 or 3.5. Let's see. Um, one more question. Episode 196. Oh, yeah, we do. Uh, oh, actually, we now have another because Budai just posted one between the time that I loaded this page last and when I reloaded it. Uh, let's see. Uh, so we'll attack these in order. What makes Game Arts games so special? Um... I would just say... Uh, are they still special? Uh, I, would, I would say the old ones are. They don't uh, really make new ones. Lunar DS? <laughs> That's not new at this stage. Right. It you doesn't the... count either. <laughs> but you said the older ones are. Older than that. Okay. Okay, that's fair. Don't make me uh, fight you. Um, did they have any other bad old games? Uh, they have disappointing ones, but not really bad ones. But I would say that what makes them special is uh, that bugbear we've been talking about, pacing, as well as just, like... Presentation? Presentation's a big part of it. They were very big into this idea of presenting themselves like a uh, TV show or animated movie. Like an anime that you might watch in that sense, but uh, I would say that they were very good at doing uh, relatively cliche plot lines in a way that made it clear that they weren't just doing them by the doing them for their own uh, like because they didn't have any other ideas, but because they honestly wanted the 
games to have that story and like having an idea of what they want to done with it. So, uh, just just a commitment to what would what would read in any other place as raw cliche. Uh, both the Grandia games and the Lunar games are both, you know, very uh, time tested kinds of stories, but. Uh, they feel like they draw down to what is good about them. So it doesn't matter that you've seen this kind of story before because like, there's a reason that people tell this kind of story. That's that's my uh, cue to say everyone go play Grandia 1 and 2. So good! So good. Yeah, Dude, yeah, the Grandia battle system is just so awesome, and, and you have an experience. You, you, you really should start with Grandia, you know, Grandia 1 and 2, which, you know, as you mentioned, is just so easy to play nowadays. And then if you could if you could get Grandia 3 somehow on your PlayStation 2, man, people, I love that it's game. Got a really, it's, it's got a lesser, it's a worse story, but a even better interpretation of that combat. <laughs> oh, so good. I love knocking people way up into the air. It never gets old. And, and, and then when you get through with all of that, you know, um, uh, yeah, I think Child Light's a really cute little story. And, uh, you know, battle system isn't, it's a grindy battle system. ain't quite as done as good, but it's, it's got a great story. And yeah. then it's short and it's short too. And, and then you go pretty. and you, also yeah don't forget super pretty oh my gosh so gorgeous and then you go play star renegades which is which is basically the grandia battle system on steroids it is so good it's so well done so in grandia in the grandia games you know as you guys know your your characters are on a timeline and they they once once they cross the line they can put in their action and then it takes a few Mm -hmm. seconds before that action executes and during which time they're vulnerable and can be knocked back right yeah, and and sometimes you have to take a gamble. You don't know if you're going to make it there first or not, because you know you're doing a long attack, and maybe the enemy will get there first. But you're gonna you're gonna try because if you can pull it off, man, you'll knock the enemy back. And it's that gambling and that addiction that I felt like was one of the the key components of that battle system. In Star Renegade, everything's spelled out for you. There's a timeline that represents 60 seconds at the top. Every attack shows you exactly how many seconds it takes, and hmm. and you can see what the enemy's going to do. So all you have to do is plan out your cancels and think through it just a little bit, and everything will pretty much happen. There's a tiny bit of RNG here and there, but for the most part, everything's going to happen the way you expect it to. And at first, this is like super easy because you've got three heroes and there's two enemies, and and this isn't too hard to figure out. And you feel like uh, you feel pretty smart because you thought some things through and you cancel the enemy a bunch and and stuff. But then as you get further on you get another team member and more enemies pop up. And now you realize, holy cow, by adding just one more party member and two more enemies, there's a lot more math to do here. There's a lot more Mm -hmm. just thinking through it. And everything's kind of indicated on the top of how it's going to work out, but you still got to put some thought into it. And, and you will be there in these real, (coughs) excuse me, it's a roguelike. So it's going to be really tough. It's hard to replenish hit points, but so you're going to be looking at some of these tough fights, especially these boss fights and going, there's got, you know, how do I pull this off so that I take the least amount of damage or take no damage and stun the enemy and da, 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 and plan this really out. It is done fantastically well and rewards exploiting the system, planning proper out and thinking through your turns. I can't recommend it enough if you like, but go back and play the first play Grandia. 
don't jump into Star Renegades because it's like jumping into 3D chess before you even play checkers. You know, go go and play, you know, the original games first. Enjoy them. They have a great story. Star Renegades doesn't have a great story. Um, they're fun JRPGs. And if you want more of that battle system and it, you're just chomping at the bit like I was after Grandia 3 uh, or 2, check out Star Renegades. I'll have to give that a look. I have not uh, looked into that one. Sales purchase brought to you right here on the Q and A quest. <laughs> oh, we don't. We, we do did that not a receive lot, a Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, I, I've made like fifteen impassioned pleas to buy uh, mostly Yakuza games, but other games as well. Uh, Yakuza is so good. It is. Uh, let's see. But yeah, um, and we've got one more from Budai. Uh, this one might be difficult. Think of a dungeonless RPG if there is one. And uh, I'll do some interpretation on the rest of this since the question's a little weirdly worded. But uh, what do you think Grace. about this concept? Hmm? Saga Scarlet Grace. Oh, yeah. Completely dungeonless. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. And that's, you know, that that's kind of a marker of what this actually means. You kind of have to rethink the entire structure if you're just not going to have dungeons. Yeah. Uh, I would like to once again point out to Wheels that if he, if that number reaches 100%, those enemies, you will just get kicked out. All right, all right. Don't, I just, I, your, your play style is so very different from mine. I don't think that I... <laughs> I, I don't think I ever got more than 20%. Well, it's also harder to do this on stream with no sound in the game. That's true. To That's be fair. True. But I always was just hiding, so I would recommend doing that more. But, uh... But, yeah, um... Yeah, I think I think it's it's really hard to make a game with n- an RPG with no dungeons. You really do have to like it. It, it gets easier when you do uh, action RPGs. Uh, there are like I, I would not describe the pre like a dragon Yakuza games as having dungeons. Uh, there are big fights, but they're not really structured or paced like dungeons. Like there will always be like that one fight in some of the older Yakuza games where it's like Kiryu here is going to go punch his way through an entire building, <laughs> and that is structured like a giant fight rather than a dungeon. But it's uh, it's it's debatable as to whether that counts. Um, and then, of course, like a dragon, just immediately, there are just dungeons. There are just dungeons. They have multiple floors. You uh, wander around them. They have save points and restore points, and they are, they're just dungeons. They have mimics in them somehow. <laughs> I love yeah. the existence of mimics in Yakuza like a dragon. Because <laughs> they're just horrible little men sitting inside of safes. Locked safes. Yeah, aren't they the guys in trash cans? Do they do they have? Yeah, they're the trash too? bag people. I think that toxic wasteoid is one of my favorite things I've ever seen an enemy labeled. <laughs> uh, 
there's the oh, there's, I've I've ranted about this before. All of the enemy names in Like a Dragon are really good. Yeah. Uh, what's the one that I was like I was going nuts over when I was playing uh, a few days ago, right as I was clearing out, uh, right as I was grinding through. I was really appreciating that there's like an entire like line of Dinan Dasher enemies that all have like names that are like Dinan Dasher but aren't. So there's <laughs> I think there's one of them that's like uh it's like Chomp and Chaser or something. They all have names like that. It's very funny to me. But oh, these yeah. Uh, names. Gotta keep your thieves eyes on. Uh, yeah um like I, i'm trying to think of any other dungeonless game uh i think that like there's there's compelling reasons to do this and but it's also it's, it's dangerous because dungeons exist to pace out the story and if you don't do them you get into the issue that I sometimes see people have when they play Yakuza, where they do, uh, where they'll do a fight and then they'll do like two hours of story cutscenes. <laughs> because if you just go from straight from point to point in the story, you're gonna sit there listening to people emote at each other for a very long time. And like that's why Yakuza has all of the side activities to distract you, so that you can pace out all of the story sequences. With like, here's drone racing. That's one of the new ones in Judgment. Or here's Dragon Cart. Or here's Pocket Circuit Racing. I'm, I'm just thinking about all the racing mini games now. Uh, here's Business Management, the Real Estate Royale, uh, or uh, Cabaret Club Czar. Uh, you know, all these all these side activities exist to draw away from the fact that if you just go from point to point to point, a lot of the game is listen to some people talk and then run over to this new area where they will proceed to talk some more. Yeah, you know, it's a good point. It's the other side of that pacing coin we we're talking yeah. about, where you could definitely have games that are just story, story, story. And they were, you know, it's really funny is occasionally in Dragon Age 2, at least so far, my first seven, eight hours, there was a couple points where I was like, oh, do I get to do some fighting at some point? There was a lot <laughs> of like, I just ended up bouncing from, you know, some fetch quest and bouncing from one talking person to another. Uh, and, and so, yeah, pacing could definitely be on the other side of the equation where there's way too much story and not enough you know, battles or connective tissues and stuff like that. And then there's games where the battle system's just so good. Like, yeah. it's probably paced fine, but I'm salivating for like more fights. Like, you just want to play more of the battle system, even though you also enjoy the story. Yeah, or it could be like Grandia 3, where I just want to fight. Yeah, just, where I, would just, I just wish that everyone would stop talking. Please stop talking. <laughs> please. I will pay. Is there like a DLC I could pay for that just stops the talking and gets me right to the fighting? I would I pay just for two games, so sadly, no. I would pay for <laughs> that DLC in a Tales game. Yeah. Depends on the Tales game, but yeah. Um, yeah even oh, some of the, the good ones, there's sometimes too much talking. That does remind me there was a question I accidentally skipped over that we'll have to go back to for a second. But, sure. uh 
but first uh, I wanted to bring up another game that like kind of shows what this ends up turning into if you go too far, uh, which not necessarily go too far, but like eventually your game inevitably must bow to the pressures of what you're choosing to emphasize. Uh, the recently released and deeply beloved uh, 13 Sentinels, which got reviewed on RP Gamer. I'll call it an RPG. I honestly personally probably wouldn't though. <laughs> I tried it's to mostly play mostly a visual novel with like strategy battles. Yeah, I tried to play it and realized my mistake and sold my copy. Not a fan. Not a fan. It's it's not for me. Fair enough. There's Fair nothing enough. wrong but, with it. It's just not for me. Yeah, but that, that's kind of the thing. Is that like if eventually you reach a point where it's like if that's going to be if you're going to produce a game with very little. Uh, with a, a de-emphasis on combat, like eventually you need to restructure how the game functions to deal with that fact. And so 13 Sentinels is like, well, it ha has combat and it needs to have combat for the kind of story that it's telling. But the combat is not the primary attractor and it exists as like punctuation. So the core game takes on, takes on an adventure concept with, strategy battles interspersed loosely between them well it's always been kind of tough what you get into that whole discussion of what exactly you know is an rpg and all this other yeah. jazz and you know back in the old days when i was a young kid before i i had a dungeon dragons books uh and i had just first played the legend of zelda and i knew there were like these these pen and paper role-playing games but i didn't even know how the pen and paper was really involved I yeah. would do kind of these which way adventures with my friends. So I would be the dungeon master, but I would just kind of present these things. And there wasn't a whole lot of dice rolling. Um, I, you know, I just made up whether or not you hit or not, or if you try to pull something Yeah, we off, did this when I know. was a kid as well, because none of us had D&D &D books. <laughs> yeah, and remember those early which way books? And it was like, you know, could some of those in a way be kind of consider, you know, you get into those discussions. And that's where it comes when it comes to RP Gamer, because I, I think somewhere on our site, it's, I was reading, it said something along the lines, we cover role-playing games and some tangential items, like Zelda's been grandfathered in, even though... Obviously, Zelda games at their cores are not really what we would consider a typical RPG. Um, but I always end up going to Alex on some of this stuff and asking. Uh, <laughs> seems like the criteria half the time is whether or not the publisher developer calls it an RPG. We don't I mean, try to think too hard about it. The publisher kind of gets to make that decision on some level. Yeah. Like that's them deciding who they think are going to want to play it. <laughs> right. And I, I don't know if that's how Atlas... I'm going to check it now that, um, that we're talking about it. Let's just... I'm going to do my own Q&A. Hey, Phil. Yeah, Phil. Is, did Atlas flag this one as an RPG? Ah, uh, that's a great question, Phil. Let me look that one up for you. You know. So. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna pull that bad boy uh, right up here. Uh, Legitimately boy. curious. Yeah. Right. Like, I'm just I'm just curious what it says on the. It, it's a list. difficult game to pigeonhole any which way. And like, yeah. while you're looking that up, I guess I'll say that philosophically, like, even even though there are games that we cover that I would not personally call RPGs, if you asked me, I would probably list some other genre first. Uh, I, I I would much rather that we just be very inclusive about what counts as an RPG. I think that uh, getting deep into the weeds about what isn't one is not terribly interesting. And so if someone says this, this reads as RPG to me, I'll, I'll be like, yeah, sure. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Wikipedia says adventure, real time strategy. <laughs> yeah. I've seen that 
claim as well. And it's like, it, I mean, just by that, you can tell, like, this is a difficult game to classify any which way you look at it. Yeah. But between those two things, you do hit a lot of what people want from RPGs, so... Well, PlayStation Store says adventure simulation and unique. <laughs> yeah, uh, simulation notably in Japan is usually how uh, tactical RPGs are called. They're simulation RPGs. Uh, and, yeah, and uh, and this other website is says it's the best RPG that isn't an RPG. So there you go. No. Yeah, it's uh, it's a lot. Um, Budai offers in the. I, I think chat. we got it underneath the umbrella. I got. I think we got under the umbrella that we generally cover a lot of these Atlas games, whether it's Odin's Sphere, Dragon's Crown. You know, the, a lot of those games, which I'm not sure they all really fall, but they're vanillaware, so they kind of get a pass. Yeah, I there's a certain amount of just it's relevant to the audience, whether it technically is an RPG or not, or it's something uh, we cover. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, and Budai mentions in the chat, I know one when I see it, and that's kind of, yeah. <laughs> Trying to get deep into, like, the exact uh, categorical definitions is not uh, not the most useful thing in this case. Also, we all, I don't think this thing has a weakness, as I recall. Uh, Thank you. But, uh, let's see. As for the question that we accidentally that I accidentally skipped over, this is uh, some red meat thrown directly at me and wheels. What is the best tales of? Ooh, and it's tales of hearts. That's yes, that's a fine question with an easy answer. So maybe we should do the <laughs> second best tales game. Yeah. Uh, so it's Grace's F. What you're saying? Oh no, that's me. I mean, uh, uh, so, I do love Grace's F. Uh, so the uh, third best tales game. <laughs> If we throw out the ones that we've both been stumping for for nearly a decade at this stage, uh, let's see. Tales of the Abyss. Abyss is really up there. That's one of the best ones. Uh, I've still. Uh, hey, Tam. Uh, I've still never actually uh, sat down and played. Uh, what do you call it? I've still never actually sat down and played Berseria. I've heard really good things about it, so I feel bad about that. Yeah, I want to play Zestiria because it's one people aren't high on, which means it's probably actually pretty good. <laughs> I think that its combat's really good. Yeah. Uh, its story feels like a weird, incomplete draft, but uh, it's absolutely got incredible combat, which I'm led to believe essentially found its way into uh, Berseria, which is part of the reason that I'm interested oh, nice. in that. Okay, man. Uh, it's also like those two are actually like directly story connected. So, uh, let's see, Berseria is a thousand years before Zestiria. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, but yeah, they 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 are adjacent. Uh, and they're also, it's weird to me now that I think about it, how long it's been since the last mainline Tales of game. It's been a while. Like, I, I feel like by the time, like, cause we got a port of Vesperia, but that's not a new game. Um, uh, Budai we says... guess Wheels is playing Persona 5 on 
<laughs> yes. Yes. You always are. You know me too well. It's a, it's a calling card. Um, but Don't yeah, see it coming. I saw it coming. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Never see it coming. Let's see what you did there. <laughs> but yeah, um, is is I, um, Vesperia remastered? Is that the most recent Tales game? That is the most recent Tales game, and I'm not counting it because it's not a new game. True. Like, if we're talking, like, a brand new game that was new to everyone when it came out, Berseria is the last one. Well, the way people fawned over Vesperia uh, PS3, then it should be a new, brand new game. Don't do this. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't help it. I know, I know. Stop me. Somebody cut my mic. Somebody stop me. Somebody stop me. Yeah, we are we are closing in on five years since the last mainline Tales game. That's, wow, that's like shocking. probably the longest se- break the series has ever taken. Uh, Fifth period PS4 was just a release of the yes, yes, I know, I know that was the joke. Man, we also have a long history of dunking on people being yes. obsessed with that version. Yeah. Uh, oh, there was the mobile game. Yeah, I forgot that existed because mobile games are basically like completely frozen out of my brain space that one called it had a actual proper name i feel like even though there is also a game called tales of mobile yeah vesperia ps3 added nothing of note to the original game for reals (laughs) it added a pirate and you can play as that one guy that showed up like for half the game uh, Meh. Let's see. Okay. Flynn, yeah. Yeah, Flynn. I forget. I, yeah. Uh, let's see. So we're so Tales of Mobile is apparently collectively the name given to like all of the mobile Tales games, which I mean, well, fair enough. Uh, but apparently there's four of those now. I don't know when any of them were released. <laughs> They've got, we've got Tales of Tactics. No guesses, no points for guessing what that is. Oh, hey, that got ported to 3DS. Yeah, uh, I didn't play it there either. It's not good. Uh, let's see, uh, Tales of Breaker. That's t- that's a bad name. <laughs> I mean, it's not really worse than most of them, but only two of these have their own like ridiculous. Uh, so like. Ta- Mothership Tales games get like genre names in Japan that all have are all ridiculous. Uh, like uh, the I remember one of the Tales of Fantasia remakes was called uh, Legendary RPG Embellished with Voice. <laughs> uh, kind of name is that and they all had they all had names like that like there's uh i think vesperia was an rpg to enforce justice so like all of the uh, so like you can tell they mean business when they give a game some ridiculous uh like genre name for that uh yeah uh vesperia was rpg to enforce justice um, but the the latter two 
Tales games, Tales of Com- uh, Tales of Mobile games, Tales of Commons, which was an RPG to walk alongside a changing world and trusting thoughts. Uh, that's oh, a sentence, not okay. a genre. Uh, that doesn't make any sense to anyone who isn't currently playing it at that exact moment. Uh, but yeah, like that was when they apparently decided they meant business about making these like treating these like actual mainline games. And they made another one that I've never heard of called Tales of Warheight, which apparently its genre name is RPG to find the meaning of living. <laughs> Seems like a lot to ask of any game. But I mean, more power to it. I don't know when any of these came out. Somehow, uh, Wikipedia has a list of what these games are, but doesn't have when they happened. So, uh, I'll have to look that up later. Uh, yeah, just, uh, but as far as console games, haven't seen one since August of 2016. Uh, almost bought a PlayStation TV just to play Vita games once, and it was Hearts R that was tempting you. I understand. I understand. Uh, let's see. Dodged a bullet. Did, didn't do it. Uh, Tales always have those weird subtitles in Japan. They're not even subtitles. They're like genre names that are supplied to magazines to like describe them. And then they'll always have like an actual genre name afterwards. But they always have these marketing names. It's sort of like. Uh, like, this is more common in Japan. Like, the only ones we hear about are ones that end up, like, for a game that's weird enough that it needs something else to describe it. So, like, uh, the genre title, the genre term survival horror was a marketing thing Capcom cooked up in Japan for Resident Evil 1 that found its way to the U.S. because there wasn't really another way to describe what that game was at the time. So, just just very funny to me. But, yeah, I don't think that we're ever at risk of needing a term like to enforce justice RPG. So, I think the Tales ones are kind of doomed to never catch on. Also, I'm not sure if it's me or you, but my stream quality just took a dip directly into the pop. Uh, hopefully it's not me. I hope it's me. Uh but yeah, I don't have zero dropped frames. Yeah, no, it's not that that's happening. It's just that I'm suddenly viewing the stream at like 200p, oh. uh, and with horrible macro blocking artifacts. Um, let's see, who doesn't want existential mobile titles? Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, best tales of game for us are basically the ones that have weirder combat systems so tales of hearts original not our yeah original hearts has really great uh combat and really gorgeous sprite work and uh just a generally uh, a better character advancement system just just a wonderful game that people should play um see the fan translation got canceled yeah, because they announced a localization for the terrible Vita remake. 
Yeah, that's that's the real reason that me and Wheels resent uh, Tales of Hearts are. Um, resent is such a strong and largely accurate word in this case. Yeah, I don't think that I didn't pick that word by accident. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, man, it's been it's this just making me nostalgic for how long we've been dogging on Tales of Vesperia PS3. Uh, <laughs> Oh, lordy. Um, yeah. And that was uh, a meme in the uh, the text-based Q&A. Yeah, yeah. Like, we just sort of yelled at each other about it even before we were doing a podcast where we yeah. could yell at each other about it. One of the situations where the effort to put out the original instead would have been easier and better served. Yeah, uh, I feel like Hearts was probably a victim of just the the shrinking DS market due to like, there's, there's very few systems that you can say like actual, like you can easily chart what piracy does to a system, but the DS is very easy to chart. Yeah. There were, there were numerous late DS games that we didn't get. We did get that we would have been a lock for getting. And like, if they had come out two or three years earlier, it just wasn't meant to be. Uh, like when everyone wanted Type Zero, lol. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's that's a memory. Um, uh, we we almost dodged a bullet, <laughs> and then we we ran back and ran directly into it. Yeah. So then like, everyone yelled flash. so much, and just like guys, we, no, it sucks. This would have worked out so much so better much. if we all just listened to Wheels. Oh, Wheels is about to game over. No, no. Um, you be quiet, sir. I'm gonna talk oh, you my pulled way it out. This. Oh wait, I don't get all out attacks. You don't because you're alone. Who would you be attacking with? I'm attacking um myself. I'm attacking all out. That doesn't make any sense. Um, but yeah. Uh, How do I run? For uh, I want to bring up some some of the ones that mean a lot to me. I think the Tales of Destiny remake is actually really really good. Yeah. And is also completely gorgeous, and we never got it. And there have been like three attempts to fan translate it, and they've all died somewhere in the process. <laughs> and we'll probably never get it. Uh, PSP version? No, I think you're thinking of the Fantasia remake. Tales of Destiny remake was a PS2 game. I don't think it ever got a PSP port. Yeah, I think. Uh... Destiny 2 got a PSP port. Yeah, there is a Destiny 2 PSP port, there is a Rebirth PSP port, and there is an Eternia PSP port, but I do not believe that there is any uh, PSP port of... I swear that I don't recall there being a Destiny remake PSP. I have to look it up right now. Oh my gosh, David Mike, I've just got a question that just came in about this subject. (laughs) I don't even know where this question came from. It's anonymous. But it hmm. says, wow, you guys have so much to say about the Tales games, and you're so knowledgeable. Have you thought about working together on doing a Where's to Start article for RP Gamer? Oh. I really enjoy God. the Where to Start series. I feel that we like have we would, the problem there is that we would immediately start dogging on like five popular entries <laughs> in the series for almost no reason. <laughs> Where do we start Tales, in this mess? Tales of des- Tales of where to start, not with Fantasia because it sucks. <laughs> and like we've like at that point we've immediately alienated like yes. uh, you know 
half the people that care. Um, but yeah, like the other thing is that like it's there's not I, I don't feel like there's a lot of need for where to start. Like if if someone wants to spearhead a where to start, I would happily write uh, a I would happily write up some of the games. But I'm not sure that there is a lot of need for where to start because most of the games are pretty unconnected. So you can just sort of, does this one look interesting to you? Then it's a fine starting point. Budai agrees with us. Yeah. That Fantasia is garbage. Thank you, Budai. Budai, always a friend, Budai. Um, but yeah. Um, let's see. But yeah, it's just one of those. Uh, it it would be interesting. Like I'm I'm sure that there, there's probably some call for such a thing. I, I I'm probably dismissing it out of hand. But like, uh, it's one of those things. Like, you know, the wherever whatever looks good to you is probably appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that's why I feel like it's kind of a hard one to do a where to start for. But maybe that's just because of uh, what my personal expectations are for something about starting things up uh, yeah but yeah I just wanted to call out the Destiny remake which every piece of information uh, maybe I'm wrong thought there was one with the cheap models that was a remake uh, yeah there is you might be thinking of Tales of Fantasia Narakiri Dungeon X which is like a combined remake of the Game Boy Narakiri Dungeon and original Fantasia, Tales of Fantasia that came out on PSP and uses a variant of the Destiny remake battle system. But uh, while we got that, well, we didn't get that, but while the PSP got that and it got uh, Destiny 2, it did not get a Destiny remake, which is a shame because that's the best of those uh, games among them, uh, among that list. Uh, you are just getting wrecked. Does this thing have a weakness? Uh, uh, it probably does, but I don't remember it off the top of my head. You never saw it coming. Uh, but yeah. Uh, and Wheels' like, nostalgic favorite is uh, Tales of the Abyss, and that's a very good one. Uh, is there any other one that I would want to call out as like deserving of mention in the best of con uh conversation why would you do this i'm sorry for, for those not in the notes for. i've had excuse to rant about this and probably like 100 episodes of the stage uh me and uh one of, one of the things that me and wheels discussed uh early in our friendship was how much i hated tales of legendia Every fiber of my being. Uh, what other ones? Uh, Tampering's up. That game's bad. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, what about Symphonia? Symphonia, I I love because it was a very good RPG on the GameCube when the GameCube had a serious lack of any RPGs. Uh, and you know it's it's a good game, perfectly perfectly reasonable to go back to. I don't think I would like immediately say if you don't have an, any sort of connection to it, this is the one you need to play. But I do love it. 
Uh, I beat it. Legend of still took me 100 hours with cheat codes, and I stopped uh, reading the text. Yeah, um, I think that my brain gave up hope on that game when I got to the first round where you're talking to the mascot otter things, and they sing a horrible off-key song that's just orse, orse, orse over and over and over. <laughs> and it kind of killed me somehow. I hated it. Um, Legendia, uh, really even a Tales game. It was made by an internal Namco team. It's one of the only games that did that. Uh, I think it might. Uh, it's the only mothership title that does not have any uh, that and the and innocence. I believe are the only ones that are mothership tales games that didn't were not internally developed by Namco Tales Studio slash Wolf Team. But and they're uh, both bad. Wow, <laughs> innocence is merely entirely forgettable. Uh, yeah, it has a. It does have a very nice theme song. I will admit. Yeah, well, I mean, Legendia has a good soundtrack, but I think uh, Goshina, but it's, like, Legendia is just, I, it was a game where most of the characters were miserable, but I still wasn't satisfied with how miserable they were, and I wished that they were less happy. <laughs> um, so that's, uh, that's, that's kind of where I am with that game, and I hate you for bringing it up. Uh, the funniest thing about Legendia to me, aside from the fact that they only dubbed half of it, uh, because at some stage the, like it gets a full dub for the first half of the game, but for whatever reason, the game rolls credits halfway through and pretends that the second half of the game is a post game and they didn't dub any of it. Huh. It just stops having voice acting. Well, that's a choice. Uh, Tam says that they know the answer to this, and I'm curious. Well, but, like, there... that answer, um, what other ones? Zillia is pretty. Oh, yeah. You've got a sequel. That's a, that's a deeply media... That's a deeply middle-of-the-road game. <laughs> uh, I will say, I... I believe it's not as long as a lot of the other ones, which um, that's always like those things are always too long. Every single yes, one of them, even the ones I love. I think Hearts is also relatively short because it's confined by the fact that it has FMVs and it's a DS game. Yeah, but I, I was just going to say, hearing that like out of context, you might think, well, that's not good. But these are series. This is a series of games with notorious amounts of padding. Yeah, uh, like it's... even the ones I love, there's usually like at least one 10 to 20 hour section where I could point at it and be like, you could cut this and the game would not be made any worse by it. Yep, Tales of the Abyss had that. But uh, Tam says that what happened with Legendia is that they didn't know the rest of the game was important until right near release and thought it was just side content. Yeah, that's what happens <laughs> when you put your second half of the game after a credits roll. Yeah. If, if someone, if you get to the credits, you don't get to pretend that like, oh, you should have seen, you should have known that I was lying to you and that there was, that the rest of this was important. It's like, no, if the credits roll, the only thing you have time for to assume the player might do is an epilogue. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, that's uh -huh. funny. 
Abyss whole third act shouldn't have existed, says Budai. Yeah, they could have summed that all up in like one story sequence. He didn't need however. It does not it need to be twenty hours. Yeah. <laughs> uh Symphonia has at least one point where you have to trek around the entire world again. That's probably twenty hours too long. Uh uh, or, spoilers, both worlds. <laughs> you have to actually trek around again. Uh, let's see. Uh, Wild Arms had that sort of mid or third game, uh, third of game credit roll. Wild Arms always did it this weird way, where it, it more did it like the opening credits to a movie. Where it was like, you do several hours of game where you do each character's prologue, and then it would like roll roll some credits and like give you the proper intro. I can't remember one where it like rolls credits as a fake out, and then it turns out that there's like half a uh, that like because like you would never mistake the opening credits uh, in Wild Arms as the end of the game because I mean it's there's there hasn't been a story yet, uh, which is the problem that Legendia runs into is that like for all the world it looks like the story just finished. <laughs> the fact that there's more does not answer any like the fact that there's more does not seem like it's like in a position to answer anything also they made a game with an action combat system where half of the main character's attacks are almost never available well that's not good (laughs) like the way they set up the combat and legendia is very weird because you have uh they they did kind of a neat thing sanel does not have uh, does not use a sword, he's a punch man. And so he has a bunch of grapples uh, that he can do when an enemy is knocked down, he can like grab them and do grapple uh, attacks. And that's cool conceptually, but you learn them in order of size that they can affect. So for a very long time, any you won't actually be able to use them on very much. Uh, and also you have to rely on the idea that the enemy is going to stay knocked down long enough to use them. It's weird. Uh, yeah, the main character had throws, but the issue was he couldn't throw unless they are on the ground, which is hard to time. Yeah, and again, they're they're set up in such a way that you have to do them... Uh, you have to you have to do them when... Uh, like, you, you, the order you learn them means that you only the first one you learn only works on the smallest enemies in the game. And then it kind of goes up from there. And so it's, it's just a, it's a weird cumbersome system. The thing that will live forever in my brain about tales of Legendia is there is a fight, uh, about halfway through the first half. So I guess a quarter of the way through the game where you are required to lose. And, that's always a dicey proposition uh, in a Tales game because those action combat systems with required to lose combat can end up feeling very cheap. And nothing has ever felt more garbage than I juggled this boss without him getting to move. For three solid minutes. Yeah. (laughs) Eventually, he landed on the ground, stood up, 
knocked all of my characters over with one attack that didn't actually do any damage. <laughs> and then it activated a cutscene. But it felt... I felt so very cheated. <laughs> like, well, I understand... I understand that there are sometimes situations where the party needs to not win. But the way that they went about that was horrible. Uh, did anyone actually play Tales of Symphonia 2? Uh, me My... and uh, Strawberry Eggs definitely did. My copy <laughs> is still shrink-wrapped. Uh, I Honestly, you should... There's a reason that the English version did not call it Symphonia 2. Don't think of it as that, and you'll be much happier. It is a spinoff. It's much shorter, thankfully. It's only like 30 hours. And if you think of it as a low-budget sort of spinoff that uses the Symphonia cast, like some of the Symphonia cast and its world to tell its own different, shorter little story, I think it's actually quite nice. Hmm. Uh, I think it got kind of a bad rap in part because they like the assumption was this is Tales of Symphonia 2. It is not. It is another game in the Tales of Symphonia world. It's not Tales of Symphonia 2. Moral of the story, Tales fans give things bad raps for no damn reason. Wow, harsh. Um, it's but yeah, prove I me wrong, I, children. I, I can't. Prove me wrong. Uh, prove me wrong, children. <laughs> And I think I was, I keep every so often I think about that line and Chalmers saying class after class of ugly, ugly children. (laughs) (laughs) The idea of like blaming, one, having that opinion and two, blaming faculty for it. Um, uh, Some games have weird reputations they don't always live up to. Like it's hard to, when you give a game, when you position a game as a sequel, like, it's, you know, and I, I can't remember if they called it uh, Symphonia 2 when they first announced it. Like, it was definitely uh, one of those situations where I think people just, they, they didn't get in front of what people were going to expect out of it fast enough. Yeah. Uh, Uh, Budai mentions knowing someone who would not try, who won't try Yakuza because it's too much like Grand Theft Auto. They think that was, to be fair, that was if you looked at the uh, promotion of Yakuza One in two thousand five, that's Sega's fault. Uh, they wanted to sell that to people who liked San Andreas, and it ref- is reflected in everything about how the game was dubbed in how it was like the localization of the original game is very much trying uh, to make the game sound tougher. And that means that it is one of them at the time. It was one of the most foul mouthed games I'd ever played. It was very strange. Uh, but uh, uh, yeah, like on some level that that is the job of the publisher and marketing department is to get in front of people's assumptions about what the game is and steer them to what it actually is <laughs> and that is a failure uh is yakuza 0 the closest thing to japan's witcher 3 uh yakuza 3 uh yakuza 0 is uh yakuza's uh, is is japan's yakuza 0 there's 
I don't think that there's anything else that is quite like Yakuza, which is why I stump for the series so much. Uh, you want to you want this thing in your party, by the way. Oh. Oh. So you want to you want to knock it down again. If you have any capacity to do so. Uh, because these things are fusion fuel. Oh. Uh, uh, it has a weakness. It definitely has a weakness. What is it? Uh, let me double check. What is this thing called? Regent. Okay, let me just... Uh, like, this is an entire class of enemy that is fusion fuel. Don't tell me it's ice. So I have no ice. Do you not have any items that cast ice? Oh. Good. In any case, its weakness is nuclear. So uh, fray. Uh, don't think I have any of that. Let me... Not have anything that casts that? It doesn't look at... Uh, I think side quests are on par with each. Oh, that's where your point of comparison is. Uh, yeah, I think I think that's one of the things that Yakuza does better than just about everything else is that like there doesn't ever like after the first couple of games there never feels like there is a side quest that is in a Yakuza game that feels like it's in there just to pad out the number even though they always have fifty of them. Like it never feels like they just did it because they had to. Um, the uh, the series uh, and and that's that is one of the things that Witcher was very good at is that every um, don't worry you can you can get these things to appear uh, in normal fights anyway. Okay. Or like when you when you break things, uh, you have a chance of running into them, and the chance goes up as you. Uh, the chance goes up as you get closer to being kicked out of the dungeon. Hmm. They also uh, show up in mementos a lot as well. Um, but yeah, uh, Yakuza Zero has a really high quality. Uh, bar in general for most of its stuff, which is why it's such a beloved entry. But uh, yeah, I, I guess I could see where you would uh, compare those two on those lines, even though uh, I, I think that recommending them on those same, even though they have similar strengths, recommending one on this back of liking the other is bound to get someone disappointed because they serve such different needs even though their strengths are very similar in that way but yeah uh, I don't think we'll be able to really get to Fire Miner adding to f going down Fire Miner's big list this week given how long we've been and how Wheels already seems like he needs sleep yeah so we should probably <laughs> jump in and make a mental note okay no new questions have been added to that so uh, apologies to Fireminer for uh, not uh, getting to any more of their questions. Next time we do a... Next time Gaijin's here, we'll do some more of those, obviously. 
Um, but yeah. Uh, let's see. Should probably start wrapping things up. Since Gaijin's not here, I will do the customary plug. Uh, Princesses of the Pizza Parlor is available on Amazon.com as a Kindle ebook or in paper collections. Uh, is the tenth volume out yet? Or I can't remember. I could go looking right now by searching for uh, Michael Yari Mizu, Y A R I M I Z U. Yeah, those are available. Uh, there are three paperback collections, at least nine main stories, and definitely some side stories as well. So uh, give those a look. Uh, as for anything else we need to plug, uh, let's uh, let's have our guest plug uh, the streams one last time. If he's still awake. What? No, I don't think oh, I don't think he's still awake. Is that is still weird, awake? isn't that? <laughs> yeah, no, uh, definitely check us out. We 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 stream seven days a week over at twitch.com forward slash rpgamer. Twitch.tv. <laughs> Twitch.tv, whatever. What did I say? Twitter.com. Uh, did I say Twitter, though? You can tell no, you said too. Twitch. You said Twitch. I you said just said Twitch.com. Twitch. Well, Twitch.com does work. It probably I, I, works. But... It does work. It does redirect. So yeah, Twitch.tv/rpgamer, uh, and follow us over there because you also have pause five days a week. You have her frog a couple of days a week. You have Lofter. Aside from myself, there's just all kinds of streaming going on over we, there, and you can. We routinely stream Q and A quest recordings there. Exactly. Like this very episode. This very episode. And the RPG cast at noon Eastern Standard Time on Saturdays. So best way to keep up with that is by following over there and uh, following us on Twitter at RPGamer at JC Servant and catch all of our cool shows. I'm always streaming starting at 930 Eastern Standard Time every weekday, as well as random streams whenever I feel like it. You never know. They're random. And apparently there will be a game, a game of the year cast this weekend, yes. which I don't know if this will be up by the time that happens, but uh, I'm certain that it will be, it'll probably still be in the archives if it's not. So yes, I will be on that game of the year podcast. Oh, well, go to bat for the things I like. Uh. <laughs> well, the things we like all one stuff. Yeah. So. <laughs> Shouldn't yeah. be too hard. Uh, Hades. But yeah. Um, but yeah. So, you know, uh, be on the lookout for that. Uh, special thanks to Budai for providing all these questions. It's good, to, it's good to hear from you again. I was worried we hadn't heard much from you recently. Uh, and uh, also a thanks to Tam for also uh, providing commentary and some clarifications in the. Uh, comments that really helped us along. Uh, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to be on the cast someday, man. Yeah. <laughs> and thank you, Phil, for jumping in. Yeah, in a, and it was, in a pinch. Uh, you really, you really pinch it for us this week, given that we didn't yeah. think we would have a guest up until approximately one minute before we started. So. <laughs> oh, then you, then y'all. Then I was like, real quiet. Well, y'all talked about tales because I haven't done a whole lot of tales. I only, I've only, I, I it's the, it's a series I really want to get. I played a little bit of Symphonia way back in the day, and then uh, Basaria. 
and 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 I got like halfway through, and I got distracted by something completely new and shiny. I and know I, that feeling. And like, I need to go back because it isn't Basarius Ball constantly. Even when I love a game, it's just like oh, but this new thing. <laughs> it, it's a new thing syndrome, and 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 it does. I think Basarius starts off kind of strong, but I think it does run into some 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 of those pacing issues, and it's nothing yep. fatal. But it's it's enough. Speaking of, you know, wheels talk about too much yakking and stuff like that. But the, but the pacing's enough to 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 go. Oh, look at that shiny! I, I could go through another yak 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 over here in Basaria that might put me to sleep. Oh, you know what? I could play this new Monster Hunter game. Is that Monster Hunter World? I think it is. <laughs> but yeah. Um... Oh, and and Monster Hunter Rise on March 20, 20th. Whenever that comes out, whenever I get a copy and I'm allowed to, or I buy it or whatever. Straight into like constant stream rotation for three weeks. It is uh, going to, yeah, it's going to be the game that I'm doing the Let's Play of, and you're going to see it every chance I can get, you know, until I pre- get through it. And we're doing generations. We're trying to get up into master rank before. I don't think we're going to hit it, but we're trying. We're trying. Yeah, we're up to like six, seven star, seven star now, uh, whatever it's called in high rank. So we have nice. a little good group going. We have a four man group every Friday night. So if you can't, if you don't want to play Monster Hunter Generations, you don't want to go through the grind, whatever, you can come watch us, yeah. cheer us on. It's always, it's, it's good watching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, otherwise. I don't think Wheels has anything to plug, so... Uh, you should uh, check out this show, Q&A Quest, on rpgamer.com. Yeah, I'm not sure if you've heard of it. Anyone <laughs> listening to the end of this episode of it? But, you know, we, we're pretty proud of it. Uh, Maybe and... there's somebody on stream that doesn't actually know what we're doing. <laughs> Bad to happen. Uh, but let's see. Oh, and yeah, Tam, we'll we'll uh, we'll schedule out something that can fit your schedule. I just feel like we should have you on. You've you've been a uh, lovely fixture of the comment section during the recordings. So, but yeah. Uh, otherwise, I think that's about it. Uh, so, uh, as 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 these always end up ending. See ya, space cowboys.